I'm Lindsay Maloney, and this is the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I built a six-figure coaching business while raising my three babies and working a nine-to-five, and I'm here to help you break free from the hustle mentality that's been holding you back from reaching your full potential so you can know your worth, step into your own power, and of course, book your dream clients. Welcome back to another episode of the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. Today, we're visiting with Melissa Litchfield, who's a Facebook ad specialist and launch strategist for online entrepreneurs. This is an amazing conversation. You're going to be taking a lot of notes if you have created an online course or you want to start investing in paid traffic. You're going to want to listen to this episode at least two times. This is such a great one. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Melissa, thank you so much for being on the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I am so excited you're on today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat more. I, I'm really excited about this conversation because paid traffic is such a must and I can't wait to dive into it. But first, let's introduce you and tell us about what you do and who you serve. Yeah, so I am a digital advertising specialist. I kind of use that term sometimes because it's general, but (laughs) if you want to get more specific about what I do, I actually am a Facebook ad specialist. So I specialize in running um, paid traffic for digital course creators. So um, basically what what that entails is lots of Facebook advertisements and lots of Instagram advertisements. As you know, Facebook owns Instagram. So I think sometimes people get confused when they're like, wait, do you do Instagram ads too? I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) They're all created on the same platform um, within ads manager. So I've been working in the digital advertising space ever since 2015. I took like um, a self-paced Facebook ads course and learned it for one of my friends and use it for my own personal business. And over the past year, I've specifically worked with digital course creators and it kind of just like blossomed from there. Um, I was working at a marketing agency about this time last year and earlier this year um, in, I want to say April, March, April, I, I quit my job. So I left my nine to five to basically pursue my dream of owning my own business. So here I am six months later and um, this business is is growing like crazy. And I'm so excited for 2020. I love that you're, you're so niche down. You don't just do paid traffic for everybody. You do it for course creators. And I love that because course creators sometimes forget that paid traffic is really, is what's going to take them to the next level. So what, what made you want to just work with people who made online courses? Yeah. So good question. Um, Basically, at the marketing agency that I was working at prior, that was kind of like our bread and butter, right? So the digital like course creators and the online influencers, people that basically have a product or service online. Um, but what made me kind of want to stick with that is because one of my one of my clients at the marketing agency, um, she had a basically a digital course to teach other people how to build a digital course. Mm -hmm. But the success that I saw from her launch, like she, she did all the things right. Right. Like she kind of, she did like a beta course and then she tested and proved her funnel before she started 
with paid traffic, you know, and hiring mm-hmm. agency. Um, but I saw the success that she had and I was like, oh my gosh, these these digital course creators are like killing it, right? Like they are just bringing in thousands of dollars. They're having like five and six figure launches. Um, And I just basically saw their dreams come true. You know, being on the back end of the ad side, I was like, wow, like they are so inspiring. (laughs) They have (laughs) their business like just nailed down, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I just love working with um, digital course creators. I feel like they're so eager, they're passionate, they're driven. entrepreneurs. Right. And mm-hmm. I kind of, I, I definitely identify with that <laughs> being an entrepreneur yeah. myself. Um, so yeah, I feel like I, I just learned so much from being on the back end of these live launches for digital course creators. And I just loved the mission that they ultimately had was basically just to grow their, their impact in the revenue. Right. So we're all in a business for a reason, but um, a lot of us just want to um, make a bigger impact, right? And just mm-hmm. help more people. And that in turn ultimately just affects our income and our revenue that we generate. Yes, absolutely. I love that. So when, you, when you're talking to the course creator, a lot of my audience, they're coaches. So they're creating like a group coaching program um, <laughs> and they might have done it without paid traffic for a while. But do you, do you have like a lot of clients that come in who are, who have launched before who have, or who have a course online and they're just kind of hitting a wall by just going with organic marketing and they're, they're not sure what the next step is. And then they finally realize like paid traffic is what's going to take them to the next level. What's that thing that you can kind of use to convince people that organic marketing isn't probably going to take you to the next level and paid traffic is where, you know, that's the vehicle that's going to take you there. Does that make sense? Like, what is that thing that you can talk to them about to convince them that this is what they need to do to go there? Yeah. So basically, um, I talk a lot about, about like scaling and growing, um, your monthly revenue income just from launching and you can only do so much right with live launches and it's Mm -hmm. taxing and exhausting and you can only reach so many people from your warm market right and if you've been launching for a while live or organically um you probably have hit a wall at some point like you were saying Lindsay, where you're trying to grow and scale your business but you only have so many leads on your email list or you only have so many people following you on facebook and instagram Um, that kind of limits you on the amount of revenue that you can ultimately make. And if you are launching, say, your course or your services as a coach, because I do work with a lot of coaches as well, because a lot of them have an online online product or service, um, a lot of them rely on webinar registrations, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if you're launching organically to your list, um, I feel like you're limited – you know, numbers wise, right? It's kind of a numbers game. You have to have so many, so many amount of people register for your webinar. And then so many of those, you know, of that allotted group or that number are going to actually show up live and watch your webinar. Right. Um, but if you have a uh, pay traffic, like driving, basically driving people to your webinar registration um, page, mm-hmm. and then you turn it evergreen, it's just kind of like an automated, um, product that just generates revenue for you in the background, right? So you're not having to um, put so much time and energy into launching live. But that's not to say that like people aren't killing it doing the, <laughs> doing the organic right. 
but I do know a lot of coaches, especially business coaches, they are in the middle of like live launching. They're still growing their list. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if they're driving paid traffic to their webinar registrations or to their free challenges. They're still growing their email list in the background. So I mean, it, it depends on your strategy or how you want to go about it. But like either way, even those people that are only launching organically, right? They're still driving traffic to like a freebie or an opt-in mm-hmm. with paid traffic. So yeah, you're kind of limited if you're only focusing on organic traffic. And the only way to scale and grow is to like grow your list, right? Or grow the amount of people that are seeing um, the content that you're putting out. So whether that be challenges or webinars or just people on your email list, right? Um, they're being exposed to you in some way, shape or form. I love to look at it as I remember getting to the point where I had to start thinking about paying to build my business. And that was such a thing, such a big thing for me. And sometimes, you know, it's just a block that is holding us back from, you know, we're doing it for free for so long. And usually the next step for a coach or a course creator is to like invest in, in a coach themselves. Right. And then they think, okay, well I did that. And now, now you're telling me I have to pay to, to build my list. Like if I'm not bringing in any money, how can I pay to build my list? And it's such a a mindset shift to get over that because I mean, you've seen it a few years ago. It was a lot easier to launch to your, to your list than it is now. It was a lot easier to get people to come to webinars, to register. It was so much easier, organic, um, social media marketing. It was so much easier. It was so much easier to do live challenges and all of that even a year and a half ago. Things have changed so much. It's like you have to pay to play. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I think that's just how advertising and marketing goes, right? Um, When Facebook ads were so brand new, back when I first learned them, like you literally could just make a um, campaign for page likes and th- it was just easy to get your ideal client, you know, just following mm-hmm. you on Instagram or actually that wasn't, a, <laughs> that wasn't around yet really, <laughs> um, paid traffic for Instagram, but it was so much easier to get people following you on Facebook. And then all you really had to do was go live. And then the organic reach for going live was so awesome. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you could pretty much like just kind of do like live webinars on your Facebook page. Um, but yeah, it's, it's always been pay to play. Like if you want to get seen on social media and you want to reach a, a, just a wider, broader audience, you know, other than just your friends and family that are (laughs) out of like, you know, out of the, you know, bottom of their hearts, they just want to follow you and like your stuff. But yeah, if you really want to grow and just grow and reach other people that are, just may not be seeing you, seeing your stuff yet, you know, organically, or maybe they haven't just found you on, whether it be like on Facebook or YouTube. Um, but yeah, so I definitely think it's pay to play and it kind of always has been, but now you just have to be a little bit more strategic on Facebook and Instagram. So I think that's why so many people, like they try to DIY it themselves. Right. And they're like, Mm -hmm. I'm, invested so much money in Facebook ads and I've seen nothing in return. And that's like a common pain point that I hear from, from my clients. Okay. So let's dive into that a little bit more. So what they've invested so much money and they're not seeing any return. Is there some red flags that you kind of notice with a lot of the clients that come into you? 
Yeah. So it kind of goes back to um, validating your product or your offer, right? <laughs> so a lot of people have this like awesome, great idea and they just want to immediately start running paid traffic to it. So that's one like major red flag that I see is they don't prove the product or almost like pre-sale their course beforehand. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they start running paid traffic to the sales page and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, do you, well, mm -hmm. one, I have to ask them, do you have a huge warm audience that we can target? And it'd be like a no brainer for them, right? Kind of like if they've been uh, just warming up their audience on social media for so long and now they have this like paid thing that people are going to mm -hmm. skip up, no, you know, no brainer. Like it's at a price, it's perfectly priced for like the first time. And they have a huge audience. I'm talking like over, you know, 10K on Instagram. And maybe they have a huge YouTube following. And maybe they've been growing their list organically. So that's like the perfect time to launch something, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're kind of brand new, um, this is a, a common thing that I see is people just want to start immediately like running paid traffic to their offer and then it doesn't convert, right? Mm -hmm. It's because people are just simply not warmed up yet. They don't really know, like, or trust you yet. Um, so they need to just, you know, kind of consume a lot of content before they actually buy. So I think that's definitely a problem that I see and it's an issue that people are struggling with because I think they want that immediate result, right? They want mm -hmm. that immediate sale and it's just not going to happen that way. Um, another, another red flag that I see is just boosting posts, right? So there's mm -hmm. real no strategy behind that. Um, when you boost a post on your business or Instagram page, uh, you're pretty much just optimizing that particular campaign or post for page post engagement. And what that means is that you're just going to, um, basically show that post or that video to people who are already like following you on Facebook and Instagram. So the, the objective for that type of campaign or boosting your post is just for shares and comments, right? So you're not getting new eyeballs on it and you're not necessarily being strategic with the optimization of the campaign. Right. You're not really getting any return. You can't measure anything. You're just boosting it. I remember thinking that that was my big strategy years ago. I'll just boost this and everything right. will explode. Yeah. Um, but I think that's like the easiest thing you can do, but it doesn't really give you any return on investment whatsoever. Um, what's something that somebody can do today as they're listening and they want to just get started and they have, they have the budget to market and do some paid traffic. What can they do that will actually give them some results? And it doesn't have to be monetary. It can be like just building up your list or something like that. What's something that's like an, a quick, not a quick win, but in that term? Yeah. So um, that's definitely something I would recommend um, for someone like just starting out and they kind of have a freebie. They do have the means to pay for leads, aka an ad budget. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, something that you can like just go right now, go on the back of the back end of your ads manager is you can start your first lead generation campaign. So that way you are actually getting people on your email list and they're downloading essentially, you know, a freebie. Um, it could be a PDF, an ebook. Um, templates are really popular right now. It could be a checklist. Literally anything for free that you're trading their information for, you know, to get them on your email list. So you're gonna hit this little like green create button. I'll, I'm kind of gonna walk you through it. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, so it's this green create button in the back end of Ads Manager. Um, 
typically it's on that campaign level and you're gonna select the objective um, conversions. And what this means is you, Facebook is gonna look for people that are actually going to take action on the page that you're sending the paid traffic to, right? So that's your landing page. That's, that's the page where you have some sort of like form or like opt-in where they're giving their name and email address for something in return. So you're gonna pick conversions. Um, that's your campaign objective. And when you're setting up your actual ad, so it's gonna walk you through certain steps first. So after, after you pick conversions, you're gonna to have to pick a budget, right? And name your campaign. I think those are the two big things. If you have a decent following or engagement on social media, I think your warm, your warm market would just be a good place to start, right? So you can create custom audiences within Facebook Ads Manager. And I think that would be an easy win for someone just starting out, right? So if you go into create a custom audience, you can literally pick your Facebook page engagement or Instagram page engagement. And that would be a great first place to start. Just spend like $5 on that one, you know, audience that you created based off of your social media engagers. Mm -hmm. And um, that that's it, right? You don't need to put any any other interests into that actual audience. And that's kind of like a common mistake that I see is people group so many interests into one ad set. And then it's like, they expect it to stick. And it's kind of like you're throwing spaghetti at the wall, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we don't have to start right off the bat with like cold traffic. We can start off with some, you know, traffic that are a little bit more, um, they're warmer. So they know you, they've already seen your stuff on Facebook and Instagram, they follow you. So when they see an ad come across their feed from you, they're more likely to opt in, right? Mm -hmm. So that's an easy one, I think, is just targeting your warm, your warm audience that already is following you on social media. And then from there, you can um, basically, it will ask, you know, the ad creative level is basically your um, ad copy and your images. So it's good to test like a couple different images. Don't just stick with one. Um, and then actually I forgot a step because <laughs> I'm talking you through this. I don't have the <laughs> ads manager up in front of me, kind of just saying this on the fly, but um, on the actual ad level, when you pick your budget and you pick like your schedule, like say you want to, I don't know, I mean, it really could like just be a lifetime type of like, just keep it ongoing, this type of campaign, mm -hmm. but you want to be able to... Um, select the pixel. So Facebook pixel is really important. And hopefully this is probably going to be too confusing to try to explain it to you on a podcast, but um, there's tons of YouTube videos for free that will show you how, and I have a few on my YouTube, but you want to place a conversion pixel, like a standard event um, on your thank you page. So after they opt in, you want that conversion um, pixel there. So it's tracking everyone that opts in. Mm -hmm. And when you, um, so in the, in the actual like ad level, when you're building your campaign, you can, um, there's like a drop down for your pixel and then you can pick lead. Right. So mm -hmm. what this means is that Facebook is going to look for people that are more likely to opt into something, AKA become a lead <laughs> on your mm -hmm. email list. Um, so just make sure that you have a Facebook pixel there and then you're optimizing for leads in your campaign for conversions and then you're golden. That way, you know, you'll be able to track like how many leads are coming in at for what price, 
and you'll be able to just, you know, determine the analytics on the back end, like, hey, this is actually a good audience or this is a good campaign. I'm just going to keep it running, right? So yeah, um, that was a lot of information, but basically if you start with conversions, you know, as, as your campaign objective and then optimize for leads. And then as long as you have a Facebook pixel on the thank you page, you're good to go. Yeah. If you need to rewind that, go and (laughs) rewind it. She was spot on with creating your ad. And one thing that always kind of stood out to me was the pixel thing. I remember um, not having that done. And I remember my coach asking me, well, um, what kind of information do you have? We're putting out some ads. And I said, I don't know. I just did it. (laughs) And that you have to have your pixel set up. And I, I, the pixel is confusing to set up. So go and watch videos. Um, if you have a YouTube video about it, Melissa, we can put it in the link. We can go and find it because it is a little bit overwhelming to set up on the first um, first few rounds if you've never done it before, but it is an absolute must because we need to know how, how well your ad is doing and that's going to give you the best information. And putting it on the thank you page is absolutely essential. Um, okay, so I have a question so you're putting out an ad, an ad for a freebie, for example. Do you recommend all of your clients always have uh, an ad running for a freebie just all the time just to be building your list? Or do you suggest um, turning it off and switching it up with something else? Um, yeah, it actually depends on your budget. So I would say do it. <laughs> Run it yeah. all the time in the background. Um I think one important thing that I, that I forgot to mention that I always tell all of my clients is have a tripwire, 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 always have mm-hmm. a tripwire because it just offsets your ad spend. You can mm-hmm. kind of already validate the audiences that you're testing for your freebie if they buy, right? Mm-hmm. So a tripwire is just a mini like offer on the thank you page after they opt in for your freebie. Mm-hmm. Um, mine personally is like a nine ninety five type of deal. So $10 is mm. a um, spreadsheet of audiences that you can target in your first ad campaign. And it sells like organically, right? I don't even, I don't even run ads right now for my, for my own business, but mm-hmm. organically, I think people are just opting in through Facebook or Instagram and um, you know, it sells like I have at least three sales a month, right? From just people mm-hmm. opting in. Um, so definitely I would recommend a tripwire. So that way you're offsetting your ad spend and you're also validating those audiences, um, like right off the get go, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So important. Do you have a, a, maybe like a price range for a tripwire? Um, so people can maybe look at their, look at their programs or products that they have. Um, what kind of amount general works best for tripwires? Yeah. So, I mean, it really kind of depends on the offer, right? So mm-hmm. for like a, a, a spreadsheet that I kind of mentioned that I have, um, for me, it makes sense to charge like that price, like the $10 range. Mm-hmm. But if you had say like a mini course, a really popular price right now um, is a $27 price point. So I feel like that would be a good starting point. Maybe to, you can split to start you know, split testing some prices, but Mm -hmm. I would say start small, start with like a $10 offer. If it's selling organically, you know, within the two to 3% range, definitely stick with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then later down the road, you can um, start testing a $27 like mini course or uh, a mini training, or it could just be like a collection of videos, but definitely you would, you would want to like over deliver. Mm -hmm. That way you can oversell that offer, right? So make it so enticing and just like such an incredible deal. So that way when people land on 
your tripwire, you know, after they opt in, they're like, oh, this is a no brainer. Right. And it kind of mm-hmm. has to feed back into to the freebie, right. That they just, um, so for example, my freebie is before you run ads checklist. So it made sense yeah. to give them right. This $10 offer that will help them with audiences. It's like a, it's a collection of like 50 different audiences that they can use. They can start using in their next like ad campaign, right? So just make sure that offer for your tripwire falls in line with your freebie, right? It makes sense for them to take that next step and invest, you know, that small, make that small investment in you because it's going to help them get to where they want to go or, you know, that mini transformation, transformation that you're helping them get. I, I love that because your freebie is solving a problem and then your tripwire is, okay, this will save you even more time because choosing your audience and doing all those things takes a lot of time and you're just like solving an even bigger problem for them, not for this bank breaking amount. You're just helping them even more. So you're doing them a favor. And if, I mean, you can go and create a tripwire, but I, one thing that came to my mind was if you have an online course, um, for example, I was thinking Standout Coaching Academy, I could grab a module out of there and just package it up and put it on the tripwire. So like Melissa said, you're funding your ad spend and you're not having to create a brand new course or anything like that. Like look at the things that you have you have a lot of assets and, and maybe try using those. I love that idea. And then what do you do after that? So you're, you're, you're getting them to buy your tripwire and then do you recommend putting them through a funnel or what do you recommend? They're already warm. They already bought from you. What's the next step? Oh yeah, for sure. So if they already bought and purchased the tripwire, definitely there needs to be an upsell on the back end, right? So like you were saying, you can pull a module out of your course. Um, if it's priced, I want to say within like the three to $400 range, I think that would be a a good course to upsell them on or a good product to upsell. Like that would be the next step, like somewhere around that price point, like three Mm -hmm. to $400. Anything more than that, I think get them on a webinar, right? So that would kind of be the upsell is like, here's, here's a webinar to learn how to do X, Y, and Z that like ties back into the tripwire that they just purchased and the checklist or, you know, whatever freebie that they downloaded first to begin with. Um, getting them on the webinar to, you know, essentially buy that bigger price item would be like the next step that I would suggest for, for you. If that was, if that, that is that, if that's how your product suite is like looking, Mm -hmm. um, definitely. Um, And then get them into the funnel, right? I would still have them like opt in or just be subscribed to your welcome sequence. That Mm -hmm. way they're still getting to know you through your welcome sequence. And then it's almost like a drive to to register sequence, right? So, and yeah, and just to give some context about that, um, for, for my business, for example, my program is a thousand dollars. So it, it doesn't make sense. Like I have proved it doesn't make sense for me to do like a tripwire for a thousand dollar program. What works best for my audience is get them on a webinar, just like Melissa said, so they can spend an hour with you and see you and hear you and see your, your teaching style. That will, will, that's what will bring them into a higher price program. But if you have something, you know, maybe $500 or lower, putting them through something quicker, um, it will definitely work. And I think it all goes back to you don't have to live that 
that launch lifestyle. And I think it's important to go through it for the first year or so of your business, just so you can get to know your audience and how they like to learn. But then after that, this is not forever. The launch style is not forever. You don't have to do that because it can be exhausting, especially if you have a nine to five and a family. I totally get it. So by going with something like paid traffic, so you can be building your list. You don't have to count on those quarterly launches all the time. That's what's going to take your business to the next level. Um, do you agree, Melissa, that, you know, the, the launch lifestyle, I'm sure you've done it and you've seen course creators do it. You, they don't have to do that all the time anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, if, so what I tell my clients is go live a couple times, get your, you know, get your course and your offer, like converting organically, no problem with no issues. That way, when it comes to, you know, turn it evergreen and run ads to it, it everything is just automated and it converts no problem. <laughs> with mm -hmm. So um, I like to know the conversion rate that my clients are selling, like on their webinar, you know, like what's, what's your sales conversion rate? Okay. If it's like above five, that's great for warm traffic. Then, mm -hmm then that would be a good point to start thinking about turning it evergreen and getting everything automated. So you're making just like sales, you know, in the back mm -hmm, end and you're just mm -hmm. like waking up and you see those emails come in to your email inbox and you're like, Oh my God, I made a sale. Um, but yeah, so like you were saying for your particular funnel, um, I, so what I'm doing with one of my clients right now is we have a, we have her freebie and her tripwire is like a low, I think it's a $27 offer, but we also have, the webinar um, registration on that same page. So it's kind of like giving them a couple different options, right? Mm -hmm. So whether they buy the tripwire and they register to the webinar, um, we're still like giving them a couple different offers, but um, it's just another way to get that webinar registration for cheap, right? Because <laughs> you're paying mm -hmm. a dollar mm -hmm. or so for your leads. And if you can get a webinar yeah. registration on that thank you page, for, you know, even just half the cost of what typical webinar registrations are for like, mm -hmm. you know, what they're coming in for, um, that would be ideal. That's, I, that's what we do, um, for our thank you page. We have all these different options and I think giving, not stopping their journey and just bringing them onto something else and always giving them something new. Okay. Now you can register for the webinar and now you can buy our tripwire and now you can join our Facebook group utilizing that money that you're spending in the best way possible, not just giving you them one option. Don't, don't just take them to, Oh, thanks for signing up here go check your inbox, bring them somewhere else. So it's like you're getting a two for one or, you know, a three for one and it keeps building and building. Cause I see that happen a lot with my audience. They're like binge downloaders. And so they'll download one thing and then they see I have more. And then all of a sudden they're part of, you know, 30 different lists because they want everything. So think about your customer, your client, your student, and what their, um, what their habits are online and then create a journey for them that matches that, that they're going to remember you. Not, they're not going to remember your thank you page if you're just simple and that's it. Keep bringing them somewhere. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's um, important to at least offer like one or two things on the thank you page. Um, if you make it like your entire website or something, I think that could be a little too distracting and mm -hmm. they might not take action <laughs> on anything. Um, so just keep it like simple, straight to the point. Um, and that's why I typically tell my clients, you know, just make the thank you page really simple. Like take off the, the header and the footer from yep. your website, 
the footer is typically not, it doesn't have that much information, right? But like the header and the menu bar, like all that's very distracting. If you mm -hmm. are wanting them to do um, one or two specific things on the thank you page, you really need to make it like clean and simple. And like, mm -hmm. here's this button for the software and then here's this button for the software, right? Yeah. That way they're doing um, like the very minimal, <laughs> like you want, mm -hmm. want like going around like browsing your website because then right. they probably won't take action. Um, and then having that follow-up email sequence, right, is key. So I think that's another thing that people kind of miss out on. They're not following up with their new leads. So just, it's basically just building your funnel, right? Mm -hmm. Making sure you're keeping them on that customer journey um, and, and just basically offering them the next thing. Like what's the next offer or service that you want to offer them? Like after they have read X amount of emails, right? Um, mm -hmm you're probably going to drive them to a webinar after they opt in to your, your funnel. They saw the tripwire. Maybe they weren't interested, but you can also like, you know, <laughs> have the tripwire built in like, Hey, did you, did you yeah. miss on this offer? I'm going to do, you know, say it's like 24 hours, like for this special price. Um, and you need to like basically grab it now forever holds your mm -hmm. piece type of thing. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, you know, just keep, emailing them, <laughs> follow up, mm -hmm. keep following up. And then I would, I would do like a drive to webinar sequence, right? So if, if they've been reading your, your emails and you offer the trip or they didn't take it, um, definitely the next thing would be to drive them to register for the, the automated webinar at that point. Yes, I absolutely agree. And I think that people shy away from sending out so many emails, but if you think about is switching the mindset of it. You're not bugging them. You're reminding them. You're helping them with their business. And I re I know a lot, a lot of times, like I'll sign up for something and there is a, you know, 15 minute window to download this, you know, the tripwire. And then like my daughter comes in and needs something and then I'll leave and come back. And then the timer is over. And I think, oh my gosh, how do I get back to it? You're, that person is doing me a favor by also putting that special deal in my inbox. So think about you reminding them through an email as doing them a favor. You're helping them with their business and just treat it as you're emailing your best friend when you're sending up those emails. You don't have to, people get into that um, headspace of there being salesy and I, there is a different way to do it. And um, I think it's important to think that you're being their friend and you're helping them with their business. Yeah. I think that's a mindset mindset shift too, right? Mm -hmm. Going from, I don't want to be salesy to, I, I want to help this person build their business, right? And you kind of need to be that coach for them on the other end of the email, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, even though you're not there live, but like people just need that like accountability and that reminder. Um, so think of it that way. Like you're actually helping them. You're not bothering them. <laughs> Absolutely. You're not, bothering, you're not being salesy. Like if you can literally help change someone's business or life in some way, shape or form, that's not salesy at all. Mm-hmm. I love this conversation, Melissa. If um, I'm sure everyone has been taking a ton of notes and they want to just go play in their ads manager and write all the emails and do all the things, but they might think this is a little overwhelming. Where can they find you? And so you can help them and maybe you can help them uh, scale their business too. Yeah. So you can find me on my website. It's litchfieldmedia.org, L-I-T-C-H-F-I-E-L-D media.org and then also Litchfield Media on Instagram. You can shoot me a DM if you have a question or 
and you know, like ads manager is just confusing the heck out of you. (laughs) (laughs) My clients have been there. Um, I'm actually, I have like a Facebook ad account audit on special right now. I know it's the timing when this episode comes out is going to be off for Black Friday, but um, definitely shoot me an email if you want me to take a peek inside your ads manager and I can definitely do an audit for you. Um, But I have tons of freebies on my website. So the checklist is on there. There'll be a little pop-up and you can opt in. You can, I mean, check out my funnel, (laughs) see how things are like done. I mean, I feel Mm -hmm. like that's a great example, you know, just to opt into someone else's funnel to see how they have things set up. Like Mm -hmm. if you know it's working for someone else, like definitely check it out and see like how everything is set up and what emails are coming, all the things, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. That's such a good, a good point. Like sign up for other people's funnel and watch the timing and watch the messaging and obviously don't just do exactly what someone else is doing because that won't work for you but just so you can get a layout if this is new to you you can see how this is actually done by somebody who knows what they're doing um melissa thank you so much for sharing all of this this was such a great conversation go take advantage of melissa's freebie get her tripwire have her look at your ads manager don't (laughs) don't dismiss that that's a huge help um, because we all need a second set of eyeballs in there Thank you so much for being here, Melissa. I appreciate all of your generous knowledge. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for having me. I can literally talk about ads and marketing all day. <laughs> and funnels. Well, bless you because it's not it's not like that for a lot of people. So we are grateful to have people like you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I am so grateful for you. and I want to be sure you are a part of my free community. Go to dreamclientcommunity.com and join our free Facebook group. We have all kinds of cool things happening every single day, so don't miss out. Also, if you love downloading freebies, check out my freebie vault on my website by going to lindsaymaloney.com, selecting freebie vault, and there you can download all the things that will help you start and scale your coaching business. And if you're feeling extra generous, be sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss the next episode.